You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. I sent you to the royal wedding. Simple instructions. Don't cause an international incident. How's it going? You've done some pretty stupid things in your day, but this... Thanks for cake? Henry shoved me. An urge I currently share. What I need is some good old-fashioned damage control. The White House and the palace are going to release a joint statement. You've got to be joking. You can hate Prince Henry all you want. My NDA's bigger than yours. I want you to know that. You're wearing lifts. Know that too, sweetheart. You better act like the sun shines out of his ass and you have a vitamin D deficiency. Have you thought of what you might say to convince the world that we're actually friends? I love hanging out with this guy. We never have to see each other again. You're expected at my New Year's party. Did I do something wrong? Do you ever wonder who you'd be if you were an anonymous person in the world? I have no idea what you're talking about. You're as thick as it gets. What I meant. Over when I yourself, said, your majesty. It's your royal highness. Oh. Dear Alex, I miss you. Hello and welcome to the periodic table of awesome. Uh, I am Quinny. He is Dion. That is Jill down. This, no, Jill's beside me. And then there's Peter. I don't know. I'm trying to look at the stream. It's all very top, confusing. Top right, Quinny. For you. <laughs> yeah, for you I don't right. know. I I don't know where I am. Look, look, but Peter's right okay. here. She's oh, right hi, there. Peter. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. And we're back. We're back. back. It has been two whole weeks that we weren't away. We had other things. We, we, yes, it was sort of a holiday, but yeah, vacation, a a staycation, a vacation. No, we were on a beach earning twenty (laughs) percent. We went to Tahiti. I wish. Yeah, I wish. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was it was the middle of winter, so we decided to go on a beach holiday because we can do that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would that that would be the case for me, but I had a bad time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, right. I've yes, it's been two weeks away, and it's lovely to be back and here on the stream with all of you lovely people looking at the chat and seeing Tari going, "Oh no, this film looks entirely too cheesy for me." Well, Tari, good <laughs> <laughs> like your loins because it's gonna get cheesier. Is hope, romance cheesy? I hope you don't oh. have a lactose intolerance because this film's <laughs> going to fuck you right up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's um, your, there's is ro- your... Oh, there's the question. Is <laughs> romance cheesy? Um, I don't know. I think there's we we're in a different phase of of romance now. Mm. Um, you know, the rom coms of the past, many of them were cheesy, and now I feel like we're heading into a different kind of rom. That's you know, is it a com? Yes. Is it rom? Yeah. Yes. Is there something else like- about it? <laughs> Feel like you can make anything cheesy if you try hard enough. Yeah. Or, or if you don't try hard. Like also I think, that. Yeah, it's I think it's very easy for, for romance and stuff to descend into schmaltz if you don't actually put some effort into the script. I would say this is not a cheesy romance. Well, that's very interesting. But what are you talking about? I don't even know. Oh. What what red <laughs> romance are we discussing tonight? <laughs> 
Is that the the segue into doing a synopsis? Oh, telling well, us what we're just doing. Just tell us the name of the film to begin with. Oh, all right. <laughs> you got to remember. You got to remember that we do put this out in an audio format, and sometimes people might be like, "What are you reviewing at the moment?" <laughs> we are talking about Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is Ooh. a movie that just came out last Friday on Amazon Prime, based on a book by Casey McQuiston. I love that you can say that this movie came out. <laughs> and it's totally appropriate it's like this is a movie about coming out which came out about yes out anyway yeah it's very gay super gay (laughs) it's a super gay film it's a powerfully wonderfully joyfully gay film and jill could you could now first of all before we go Mm. deep diving into the synopsis why are we reviewing this? Because this isn't necessarily the kind of thing that maybe we would normally be going hardcore for. I don't know. I feel like it's maybe genre adjacent, but I mean, romance uh, is a genre. Yeah, it romance is, is a genre. <laughs> uh, it was at my behest that we do this <laughs> <That's>... because, <laughs> because I read the book quite quickly and uh, fell in love with this story and these characters. And yeah. I knew that this movie was coming out before I read the book and I was like, i got to get on to that. And I uh, started it and finished it within four days. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, well, just in time for the movie. <laughs> and that was great. Um, and I'm absolutely head over heels for this film. And since Friday, oh. I've watched it four times. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm just telling Amazon algorithm that we want more of this content. And I feel like a lot of other viewers have done the same because as of yesterday, it was the number one streamed film on Amazon Prime. So oh, wow. Round of applause for Red, White and Royal Blue. Well, okay. um, so- sorry, like, isn't, isn't that sort of golf clap? It's, it's like a very, a very yes, royal yes. clap. Oh, yes, well done. Yes, well done. Well done. gay clap. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> oh, lovely. Yes. Um, so yeah, okay. So how had you heard about the book? Was it just through people talking about it, or yes, definitely from right. mouth, um, from other uh, queer friends of mine, or and non queer that just enjoy the material uh, that are into young adult fiction. Um, yeah, that's how I found out about it, and I thought, oh, I've got to give that a go. It sounds really lovely. Um, I only ever heard good things about the book, and then of course the movie finally coming out. I'm like, I gotta get onto the book, so mm. finally, finally did it. So w- when was the book actually released? I actually don't know that one. I, um, I, I have it here in front of me. Uh, 2019. There you go. There you go. Right. Um, <laughs> I'll uh, ask my question and answer it in the same way. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Goody. <laughs> no problem. Um. Yeah. Okay. I I had never heard of it until you you told us about it and I was like okay and I don't know there was something about the title that didn't immediately grab me I was kind of like oh, okay I don't I don't know what it's going to be about and then I I watched the first 2 minutes of the trailer and I was like oh this is some sort of little lord Fondleroy shit <laughs> not interested and then I turned the trailer off <laughs> and and then <laughs> Uh-huh. When I remembered a week and a half later that we were still we had to review it, I went and watched the rest of the trailer and went, "Oh, that looks delightful." <laughs> Queenie, Queenie. So we had a change of heart. 
it's absolutely yeah. horrible. This is just a romantic comedy, and it's quite lovely. And uh, it was it was one of those ones. I too was kind of looking at this, going, "Really, Jill? Really?" But I know that I have made you uh, watch a lot of shit that you didn't want to watch. So I was like, "No, no, I owe this to Jill." I need to figure out like what's going on, but like you know, yes. after I mean, going I through with it, I forced myself to like, watch a whole season of C for you. So. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, wow! And the best oh. news is, there's two more seasons, Jill. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but this isn't C. This is a different. Yes, sort of. I mean when I did suggest just... it, it was met with a resounding "really" in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I stand really. by my choice. Sure. <laughs> I was so, keen to watch it. Yeah. It's good. It's just, you know, if, I'm going to have to watch Mission Impossible and talk about it. We can watch this and talk exactly. about it. Jesus Christ. Like, let's, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I have a lot to say about Uma Thurman's accent, but that will come later. <laughs> <laughs> Think okay. A lot of people have had a lot to say about Uma Thurman's accent. Um, yes, speaking I... of uh, speaking of shit accents, um, I, it, it is the the time that we would oh. normally go directly into a synopsis, and today. I abdicate. I... <laughs> oh, could he's given up the throne. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, that's right. I pass have... the torch to me to do the shit accent. <laughs> <laughs> now, nice. uh, Peter, what was your request for shit accent? Uh, my request was uh, Uma Thurman's Tennessee Williams oil baron. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, that's going put a posh accent. You could do the, the oh, uh, posh that's English. That's too easy, Adsky. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Too yeah. easy. You're talking to someone that used to fake British accents in high school just for what about, and giggles. What about frustrated <laughs> Stephen Fry playing a straight in a gay film? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sorry, it's a bit of a spoiler, but you know. Yeah, I was going to say. You just want me to say the word homosexual yeah. <laughs> no no he did it enough <laughs> yeah oh Ooh. Ooh. oh okay. uh, clam clam wings has has oh. um thrown in a vote for transatlantic transatlantic which is letting you off the hook a bit i think yeah, yeah no 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 i yeah. think i think i mean you're, you're allowed to shift backwards difficult. and forwards Very this could difficult. be a a, a by ax by by accent if you want by accent no no it's a straight texican british by way of texas Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, how the fuck am I going to do this? <laughs> All right. Uh, would you like some backing music? Sure. <laughs> yeah, just, yay. I'm so excited to not be oh, doing this. this <laughs> I believe in you, Jill. <laughs> okay. What's it about? Alex Claremont Diaz is a handsome, charismatic, a genius, pure millennial marketing goal for the White House ever since his mother first became president of the United States. Not shit yeah. enough. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shitter, <laughs> Jill. Too good. It's too good. It's too good at a shit accent. Come There's on, Jill. Problem. You gotta when get When the tabloids shitter. get hold of a photo involving an altercation between Alex and Prince Henry, U.S. British relations take a turn for the worse. I'm trying oh, to no. go too, no, no. like no, no. Bush. Lean in. You gotta, Lean you, in. You, you gotta really drop an octave and add a baby. <laughs> okay. All right, sugar, listen up. Heads of family and state devise a plan for damage control. Stage a truce. But what begins as a fake Instagrammable friendship grows and more dangerous than either Henry or Alice could have imagined. Soon they are hurtling into a secret romance that could derail the presidential campaign and up and two nations, baby. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> 
I like it. That's the way you gotta do it. You just gotta lean right in there, sugar. Oh my god, I love it, Jill. You're just, you're just now I know. I'm just glad I didn't bore at like five. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a track record for me. Subsequent movie film of all of the red, blue, and the whites. Royalty, yes, no. Look, my son. <laughs> He loves the my son son. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, oh. lovely. Well done. That's actually a far better synopsis than anything that is available on the internet. Yeah. I don't know why all the synopsises for the movie just didn't steal the book jacket cover, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like that synopsis sounded a little bit more exciting than the movie. Um is 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 the does the book uh I mean with book adaptations you can never quite do everything that the book does when you condense it into a 90-minute film. Uh, as an adaptation, is it disappointing or satisfactory? It's adequate. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say it kept the important beats. Uh, it unfortunately dropped a lot of the very good characters. Oh, we had really? a stripped-back cast for this film. Oh. Um, okay, so who are we missing? Of, uh the female characters, I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. They went super gay and just made it very homo and there was no room for women. Uh, <laughs> so Fair Alex, okay. Alex actually has an older sister in the book called June and uh, her and Nora, they're very much a, a trio and so there's a much right. more focus on like deferring back to the girls to get their opinions on romance and all this kind of stuff. Um, And Henry's sister B also features a lot more. She was definitely in the film. She was in the film. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just happy that she had a gig after fucking doing Willow. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I I looked at her and I went, where do I know her from? Oh, Oh, she's a survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, a few changes. Oh, also, uh, the the key woman that was left out was the queen. The queen was rewritten to be a king. Who's probably, a king? Probably because uh, if they were to do that in a movie, it might hit a little too close to some people's homes. I, one of the things that I wrote as a ticker, and I'm not sure whether it works, but I, mm. I found this to be one of the most astonishing third world fantasies I've ever watched. <laughs> 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 like, like not third world third earth, whatever the fuck it is like um alternate reality fantasies because it's yes. like in this particular fantasy world um there can be a texan um prime uh, president of america um mm. you know a democratic me- texan yeah a democratic texan um uh pre- president of america with a um latino partner and gay son and at and, the same time. And a black female prime minister of the United Kingdom. Yes. Uh, but it's still not okay to be gay. Yeah. Yes. Like I was looking at it going, there's there's so I, many I things it, in this world. In, in the real world, a, a, a privileged gay white man is going to make it before any of those people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, all of, and it's funny because you look at the royal family in this and you're like, have you? watched too much of the crown and everything i'm looking at this royal family going no they're too nice <laughs> like yes well i'll loan you the book because it's savage they're quite oh, uh, really the queen is quite evil 
and oh. uh, yeah, this so sounds they, like that they've, they've had just... to make quite a departure. Right. This this sounds mm. just that they have sold this or made this as just like oh a very glossy two boys fall in love romance. Don't think too hard. Don't explore too many ideas because people might have too much of a hard time getting across the two boy romance. Right. Uh, you mean in the film? Yeah, yeah, like the film version compared to what I'm hearing from the book, which, you know, to be fair, I'm really probably not going to go out and read the book, but then I'm also not going to go out and read the book of Fast and Furious 10. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Screen adaptation? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the huge big scads of dialogue that are in um, the Fast and Furious 10 Not books. that I would never read a book on a film adaptation because I did read the book adaptation of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace and the book's slightly better. Uh, it is, yeah. There's, there's, I know what you mean. Sorry to derail I mean, that. sure, they, they really did just make the core story about being the, the Romeo and Juliet plus gay of it all. Of like, yeah. And also having that to be like, the biggest scandal is like having the world find out that you're closeted um you know in the rest of the world that is far more progressive so yeah i, I can see where that yeah i kind of it, it was mesh. a strange like not to get too far in because we're not really in spoilers yet but it was very paint by numbers kind of like rom-com that I was watching and I was like, huh, this is so paint by numbers. And then I think back about all the other rom-coms I've ever seen. I'm like, wait, they're all paint by numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had one of those, formula. I had one of those uh, everything's cake moments where I'm like, they're all cake. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. It's all cake. Yeah. Yeah. Always was, always will be just cake. But it mm. is one of my favorite tropes. I do love an enemy. Sure. Lovers. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I found interesting while I was watching it is that I, I was thinking about the similar sort of things of, of the rom-coms and stuff that you see. And so much of the traditional straight rom-com is about will they, won't they? It's it's keeping them apart for most of the film. You know, you're sleepless in Seattle, you're, you've got mail and everything. It's putting them at, at combative odds with each other. It's, it's sexual tension, it's erst, it's all that kind of stuff. In this one, and I also had to sort of think because i've also recently just finished watching heartstopper season two um so i've i've been you know right into the the queer stories of of late and kind of going okay what the 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 change of focus is in these feels more like it's not will they won't they it's yes they are but can they stay um mm. it's it's overcoming external pressures upon your relationship and internal potential for fractures as opposed to trying to get together um it's it's kind of like okay and and i don't know whether that's a particularly sort of queer trope or a part of the um the queer relationship is get together fast and then try to work out how to to keep it working um and i i've got quite a few friends who are lesbians who are like you have to say that is kind of I've never really thought about it, but now that you like spell it out for me, I'm like, that's in every fucking queer story that I've ever read. Because and now I'm trained for it. Because uh -huh. when I was reading the book, it was all, oh yeah, lovey, lovey. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for that shoe to drop. Because <laughs> it always happens. It's always fantastic up until a point where there's a fracture and then they have to work out how to come back together. And yeah. yes, it's nearly in everything. <laughs> 
And I don't think there are that many like straight rom-coms that follow quite the same you, it's it's not unheard of. You look at like a, a Friends with Benefits or a No Strings Attached, weirdly the same movie released no. at the same time with different people who used to date. Um, <laughs> yes. It's the same kind of trope. The couple does kind of get together in the beginning but um, with, just, you know, limitations just, and then you wonder if they're going to be able to overcome those limitations and accept that they love each other by the end. It's in uh, You've so Got Mail. It's, it's got when Harry met Sally. Like, it's all the same. It's like, oh, no, like, you know, we're together and then you lied to me and then we can't see each other and then we're back together again and everyone's screaming at them going, no, it's toxic. That's why you broke up in the first place. Stop that. Dion's rom-com, just stop that. Yeah. Stop that. No more usually, plot for you. Usually yeah. in these ones it's more of an external forces, like yeah. separating them, not so much like, yeah. oh, you fucked up. Uh, mm. Yeah, no one can stay mad at Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> or Billy Crystal. But that's the thing, like. Watching this and watching Heartstopper and and seeing similar sort of ideas there, where it's like the the idea that the couple together is actually the strongest thing, um, mm-hmm. and that it's it's all about either external externalities that are influencing them or internal self doubt um, that is potentially undermining it. And I'm it's intriguing to me that that's a, a to me that feels like a different genre of film, mm-hmm. like. You look at so many of the other um, rom-coms around the place, you know, you, um, oh God, uh, Notting Hill and all that kind of stuff. It, oh, actually, no, are they together, Notting Hill? Yes. Um, I, I don't know. But the, the, it's all about trying to get together. It's all about overcoming all of these obstacles to get together. And, and the idea is the prize is the partner, mm-hmm. the, the win state is you overcome all odds get person end of story you know yeah and this is kind of the same but it's actually like no the the prize here is acceptance the the prize here is you're allowed to be you and that's to me a very different genre of film and it's something that i don't think i've seen as much of and it's exciting yeah i think that's probably all to do with what queer people have to go through in life. Uh, and as one of my favourite drag queens literally said this week, being gay is not hard. Straight people make being gay hard. <laughs> yeah. As funny yeah. as that is, it's the fucking truth. <laughs> yeah. So if we have this uh, need for acceptance and to have to actually come out and confess to people that you are not straight, we wouldn't have to have these kinds of um, acceptance quotas in movies. It would just be, here's a normal romance, but it's between two guys or it's between two girls. Mm. It's between two non-binary people or two trans people. Like, it would just, just be Just two story. people or three. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, let's why? let's get Polly in this shit. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, just one person living their life. And and learning to love themselves. Exactly. And that's also lovely. Actually, that was one of the things I fucking enjoyed the most about the, uh, the last season of Heartstopper. Um, is it's one of the nicest pieces of ace representation I've seen in a long time. We might talk about that later. We haven't talked about whether we're going to talk about season two of Heartstopper, but maybe we should. 
Did we mm. talk about season one? And uh, do I have to go and start watching Heartstopper? Because I haven't. What? Dion? <sighs> I just want to thank Clem for the comment as well. Like, bi erasure is still a thing, even in the queer community. Mm. So I love that Alex is very vocally bi in the movie. And that make, you know makes it a point. Yeah, and which, and, and which is few... also a point that was made in Heartstopper as well. I mean, there, yes. there are lots of, you know. Yeah. It, and, and It's just uh, interesting that in the same week I watched those two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so what did we think of the actual film? Like, this, We're talking about um, rom-coms and, and, and queer storytelling. What did we think about the film itself? I'll let you guys, because, like, <laughs> yeah. You guys go. You guys go. <laughs> I mean, look, I'll I'll go with somebody who did not have an objection to watching this and um, was quite keen. I didn't um, have an objection. <laughs> I I We're not naming names, Dion. It's all right. I wasn't, standing, I wasn't standing out there going, "No, we don't. We should." Like, I object. Yeah, I but you weren't excited it. for it. I was excited for this. I, I saw I saw the the key art. I saw the trailer, and I was like, "I'm going to be into that." Um, I struggled a little bit to get into it. Um, okay. particularly the, I, I found the intro specifically, uh, to be hard going. Um, it, as it, in the, it, the party, the... no, like the, the whole, you know, royal wedding news story that clearly wasn't set up or sounding like a news story. It was really, really jarring. I found, uh, and there was something that was really, um, you kind of have to settle into this near world, right? Mm. Where, yes, you know, it is a slightly alternate reality, but, you know, we still have the British monarchy and the royal family and a royal wedding. Um, and you're trying to settle into this world that is kind of not quite right and then dodge some things in your brain about actually the monarchy being quite bad and colonialism kind of sucking a little bit, but that's, you know, not what this is about, so we're just going to kind of smooth over and forget that for this world. Um, and it didn't, I don't think it was done particularly well. The, the narration didn't sound like a news story. It sounded like a film narration. Like it, yeah. it, was, it was a weird um it's, something wasn't working for me in my head and then mm-hmm. the characters in those first scenes I just found them all a little bit much it was to me a bit cheesy in that kind of first bit it, it felt like you know like hallmark daytime straight to television movie um and I had to really push through that <laughs> to get to, to know and like the characters enough to enjoy watching the rest of it. Uh, and I wonder if that will be a problem for people who aren't super psyched to watch the film in yeah. terms of continuing to watch it past that first bit. Well, see, this, this is kind of why I stopped partway into the trailer. So to, to explain why I, I, I stopped, I started watching the trailer for what looked like a Hallmark kind of shitty, you know, TV movie. And I was like, oh, only when I got to the, because I didn't watch it far enough to get to the twist that they were both gay. Um, so that actually made it far more interesting. So all I saw was a Hallmark movie about a a couple of rich boys. And I was like, oh, fuck no. Um, and then, yeah, as you say, like there's elements of this that do have a bit of that kind of very televisual kind of thing that like the news stories aren't particularly well acted. Some of the special effects on them, like the, the backgrounds and stuff like that feel a little undercooked. But that's not what the film is about. And once you get into the film, it's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm into this romance. But 
some of that stuff is, is you know, production-wise, not amazing. Dion? Well, I loved it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like it's it's certainly got. Um, I don't I don't know how to like really classify it. it. Like, it is what it says on the box. It's literally a rom com. And apart from the societal issues, like I've watched worse, you know, there's 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 other stuff that goes out there putting the ridiculous premise of two people together. I think one of the things I, I couldn't really get across with that premise is it's literally the, the, the son of the President of the United States and the second son of the King of England, um, you know, falling in love together. And I am like, you can do that anyway. You people are richer than every motherfucker on the planet and you can do whatever you want. And I know that there was that whole thing about we have to, you know, you know, it can't be socially acceptable to do these sorts of things. But I'm also like, all of your scenes are set around flying around in a private jet. Like, there's a certain barrier to the entry of me accepting this, but is it sweet? Sure. Will I be looking at a great societal comment or something like this? I'm like, no, that's not, that's not what I'm going to get here. I mean, the funniest thing about it was the time when uh, that he has to, the, sorry, the American president's son, whose name escapes me. Alex. Alex, Alex. Sorry. When he is forced, forced or has to go to Texas to raise a million votes. And one of the things that is said to him is like, you're going to be doing this on a shoestring budget. You're going to have to eat takeout every night. And I was like, ha, <laughs> that's not a shoestring like, budget. Takeout, is, takeout here is more expensive than home cooking. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, this is the, this is the thing. It was just like, oh, oh no, a, a young man will have to. And then also to have him keep that body after eating a month's worth of takeout. It's like, <laughs> not Admittedly, happening. he is staying in hotels and having room service, which is a gigantic budget. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's just that sort of thing. It's like, you won't be able to get the fancy food that you get in the White House. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, sure. That may seem like a step down, but also think of the, the things we're looking about here, people. You know, yeah. neither of these, these, this, like these two couples can just sort of go, I don't feel like working for the next month. Let's go to Aruba. And they will, like they can. So there's a. I know. I mean, you, they really had to push and invent stakes to make it work. But uh, you have to yeah. suspend it. I mean, it is. It is I mean, a it's, a, it's a romance. I mean, it starts with a cake falling on the two guys. And then, the, like, tr- probably, you know, everyone's got a fantasy of them just getting naked in the cake and then it goes on from there that's probably where it goes but it's sweet like it's not like it's not an uh, a film that that presents it as you know silly or off kilter or anything it's just a very sweet film about two people who fall in love and you know they did they weren't going to fall in love and then they do fall in love and that's just nice yeah yeah so as someone that had read the book and then was coming into the movie uh of course loving it already getting straight into that opening scene that Peter said she had trouble with. I was just giddy. I was giddy because I'm like, yes, I fucking love this scene. But there was like part of me in moments that I'm going, oh yeah, I can feel the hallmark cringe. And I knew that it was there, but I was overlooking it so bad. But uh, I just felt like the performances from uh, Nicholas Galatzine and, uh, Taylor Zacaparez were so earnest and I think that they really had a good chemistry uh, on screen and were very good in their roles and felt yeah. like they they presented something that was 
quite intimate and um, very relaxed. And you could kind of just tell that, you know, it was gelling and meshing and it didn't feel awkward, any of the mm. romance scenes, especially coming from like two straight dudes. So, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I got to say some, like at one point there's a, there's a sex scene in there that is probably one of the more frank sex scenes I've seen, um, if, especially in a queer story. And I was like, wow, okay. That like the way that they approach it, the way that they shoot it. And also the way that the characters talk about it. I was like, that's refreshing to see done well. Um, and I do agree. I think Galadzine Gal is, um, I, I, I buy him as a member of the Royal family. Like, um, you know, he's, he's got the, the right look, he's got the right kind of attitude. And I was like, oh yeah, I totally the buy right that. Cheekbones. Totally the right cheekbones. Peter, he's actually better looking than any of the royal family. So Peter, that's the only problem. Do you remember that he was the prince in Cinderella with Camila Cabello? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So it's not the first time he's played a prince. <laughs> ah. But if you have a okay. British accent, you can play any member of the royal family or <laughs> yeah, butler anywhere on American television. Or an equerry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love the aquary. Um, yeah. um, actually, I think my favourite um, character has to be, um, and I'm just trying to find her, her name. Um, Sara? Is it Sara? Deputy of Chief of Staff for the President. Yes. Sarah. Um, Sarah, Sarah Shahi um, is the, the actor. <laughs> like, occasionally she has moments that you're like, oh, yeah, right, are you just doing your thing? And then... She'll bust out a thing and you're like, oh, wow, she's terrifying. And I love her. Yes. Yeah. Mm. You've got to have a good supporting cast. And in this, I think that that was kind of, I love that everyone in, in the film knew that they were playing second fiddle to these two actors at the front of the film. Like literally, what it, what is this about? It's just about them interacting. That's all people want to see. And when it came around to having outside cast members kind of, uh, acting with them, it had to have a good chemistry. And I think everyone did a pretty good job with that. They kind of knew that they were to stand back a bit and let them go. And if you're going to take take energy and, and stuff off the off those two, you better have a good reason for it. It better be good dialogue. Like it was always good dialogue. It was always a justifiable sort of presence. Um, you know, the overall plot kind of let that down occasionally. But, you know, what are you worried about here? It's just a nice film with nice things that happen. I think I think I really think that the asshole uh, brother should have like British royal family brother should have been more of an asshole. Oh, but, yeah, much more of a douche in the book. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's yeah. so close to fucking like it's so close to the British royal family that it is just kind of scary. Where you're like, oh, this is just, yeah, yeah. No one <laughs> Amazon's like, I don't want to get sued. Yeah. yeah, 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 and and honestly, I agree with you, Dee. There were a couple of times I was like, I would love to have seen a little bit more kind of external stuff, like mm. him being a a bigger prick, or there being more threat from the like the um Alex's uh, ex fling of of uh, Miguel, the, Miguel, the the um uh, journalist. He's mm. kind of the only kind of bad thing happening on Alex's mm. side. And I'm like, okay, you're a, you're a democratic, um, the, the son of a democratic president um, who is desperately trying to balance all these things. And, it, you know, you're uh, Latino and so forth. 
I feel like there could have been so many more pressures on that side um, that sort of made this more dangerous for him. This is my one. Yeah, I don't want to be like the person that says, well, in the book. <laughs> That's but... okay. Do you have well, the book? Do, do you have the book, Jill? <laughs> She does. She, she was reading off it before. <laughs> uh, it's but it's yeah, just I, off screen. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, funny that, Cooney. Maybe if I, I just like do this, it'll come up on your side. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's... But I mean, bigger stakes in the book, and of course, this. What can you fit in two hours and make it a cohesive story that has a beginning, middle, and end? And what do you cull? And yeah. unfortunately, like a lot of the the really dire stuff. They had to just leave out. Mm. There's, there's guess... a more in-depth story into like the leaking and the scandal and who's involved, but the Miguel character is invented for the movie just to simplify the plot. So, right, yeah. okay. Well, because um... yeah, I think I, I wanted more of that. Yeah, and, and and honestly, like even. From my perspective of, yeah, I've read the book, of course I want all of it in there, but I just don't feel like I bought the stakes enough uh, in the movie uh, knowing that there is much more involved uh, in the book. And that was a consistent problem for me, I think, also was not buying the stakes yeah. um, all the way through and, and, and I guess not buying... Um, you know, as you said, it seemed oversimplified the way things unfolded and were yeah. resolved, oversimplified, perhaps unearned um, in the end, really, without kind of, you know, because we're not in spoiler section yet, but we should be because it's nearly 10 past eight. Yes. <laughs> I'm, tr I'm trying. I'm trying hard there, Pete. <laughs> okay. So should we rate it and then talk about yes, it in, how a, about in we a spoilery do that? way? Yes. Sounds like yes. good because there's a few things that are spoilerish I want to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like Jill will too. Okay. So Jill, do you want to start or, should, or do you want to leave a, a, your rating right till the end? To... No, I think I've already decided what I want to rate it. I mean, as much as I love the story, I do feel like the movie was just lacking a little bit. I am really disappointed that all of the amazing women that are in the book were sadly left out of the movie. But Which is I, criminal. Yeah, but I do love these boys. I'm giving it an 85. Lovely. How the tables have I think turned. Like a queer romance film, I think it was pretty fucking decent. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent yeah, queer romance. Great. Not like, enough chicks. To 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 see like how far. <laughs> 85. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I agree. I agree, Jill. Um, I I'm I think seeing a, a queer romance story that has some you know actual nice representation, and this in in sort of in conjunction with things like Heartstopper on Schitt's Creek and um the sort of you know the new wave of, of of queer storytelling what I love about them is that sometimes they present a world where the challenge isn't necessarily um bigotry or hatred or whatever sometimes the challenge is is just you know falling in love and that's actually really sweet and that's nice to see, but at the same time, fuck, give me some more drama. Um, yeah. So for me, it's it's a it's an eighty. Um, yeah. And I'm writing your scores down. Sure. So if you want to put a, 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 a score in there, yeah, you can use the out of one hundred thing so I can I, see it. I, <laughs> I look. I had a lovely time with it. Like as I said, it's not really covering any new ground. It's not really doing any great 
shakes. It's just a very sweet kind of Saturday afternoon cup of tea kind of and a biscuit film for me that I that I watched, but it was fine. Like I liked it. It's 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 fun. Um, you know, it's not necessarily for me, as I would say, but it's definitely a nice time. So I'd say, yeah, definitely seventy five out of a hundred for me. Okay, it's a nice well, time. It goes down well with a cup of tea, Mrs. Donut. Yeah, it I does. can't believe I'm going to give this the lowest rating in the group. Oh, oh, oh please. <laughs> I'm biased, that's why. Oh yeah. no, no, I, I agree with Dion and I think it's it's really, really nice. And I think it's it's we definitely need more queer romances on our screens. Um, but if I'm gonna be completely honest with myself about how I felt just about the general storytelling um and you know, performance and and the way the plot unfolded, um I it, it was just not quite where I needed it to be, you know, when I've just finished Heartstopper, which I think is absolutely brilliant, you know, and if if we're if I'm if I'm going to be realistic with myself in the way I feel about that ranking, I was gonna give it a 72. Okay. No, that's all right. I'm not, again, I'm not mad at it. I I it is a nice time. Um I don't think it's a particularly great movie. No. Um, All right. Okay, let's come back and unpack that. Let's come back and unpack that after we go to a clip and then we'll talk more spoilery things. Uh, my favorite clip, by the way. My Good morning. Zara? Breathe. Tell me what to do. Okay. Uh, do you want to sit? Okay. Where, where, where do you want to go? Just here? Yeah. Oh, there? Okay. Yeah. Fine. Fine. I'm fine. Oh, okay. How long has this been going on? Since New Year's. Oh, God. And who knows about this? Literally no one but you. And the Secret Service. And Percy. Right, and Nora. Oh, and I told my sister. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was really happy for us. Oh, I can't wait to see her again. She's really... Okay, shut up, okay? The both of you. I need to think. Yeah, well, of <laughs> course, you know, when you've just been outed, if you've got someone in the closet. They literally put someone in the closet and then they came yeah. out of the closet. Like, I mean... Yeah, I fucking love that scene so much. <laughs> this time... I just love her. I think she's so fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and terrified. I should put the spoilerly logo thing up. Where is it? There it is. I've got it now. They're good. Okay. Uh, um, and, and and apologies to anyone who missed out on the past two minutes of whatever because of ads. Um, oh. We yeah, uh, um, we're we're back and we apologize and um, I'll sure, work at working through, out fine. a way to put the ads in a better place. No, no, it's fine. It comes through. Like it still comes back. They don't miss anything. It's just they're a bit delayed now. Anyway, yes. Uh, okay, spoilery <laughs> things. Spoilery things. Uh, I don't know why it spoilery. got an R rating. Um, because of the sex scene. Like yeah, but I mean, I mean, that was a very chaste sex it's scene. It's really not yeah. even graphic. It was it's, sweet, it's, but it was you very see chaste. No dicks in this movie at all. No, yeah. there are no Except dicks. For the but, king. <laughs> but here's here's the thing: the idea of two men having sex face to face is shocking to so many people. Okay, so there was actually like the most hilarious tweet where someone's like, "Wait, dudes can do missionary." <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, yes, oh, so you've now been enlightened. to watch two complete series of 
I feel it's, it's, it's like nobody watched Queer as Folk in the nineties. Like yeah. you know, the education was all there. Straight I mean, men obviously weren't. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's just it. Straight men weren't, and straight men are looking at it going, "Hang on, how does that work?" <laughs> I I was like, I mean, I've just I'm still in the process of watching Minx, and I'm about halfway through the second season, and there are a lot of dicks in that, including one that's just a lot of erect penis. Like there's a whole they do a photo shoot, and they're just trying to say to the model like. You need to go, like, I can't print these. Like, it's a great. You need to go and sort that out. But we need to. I can't. I can't take a photo of this to do it. Erect penises were not okay. That I understand as an R R rating. I'm like, sure. No, I get why that's an R rating. (laughs) This one, I just was like, why is this R? Like, this is not. And like, there's not enough in this to convince me that this is an R rating, apart from, I don't know, pearl clutching. Implied head jobs. Was it. an American R rating or I think an Australian it was an R rating? No, it was an American R rating. Because that's a difference. It's only, it's only an M here. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. but it was just, it's it's just one of those things where I was just like, wow, they really don't like things that, yeah, but if you chucked a gun in it, they'd be like, no, fine, PG. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so R in America is kind of like, you know, MA15 here. NC17 is the American R. Like, the the which means not classified and can't be shown to anyone under the age of seventeen. Yeah, that was, um, yeah. That, but I thought the sex scenes were sweet. I thought they were very sweet, but also yeah. I, I putting my American Paul, glasses on. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, apart from I already discussed <laughs> things about like I don't I don't like the the rich factor as like you know I hate a story about anything if it has to do with people who don't suffer from any problem whatsoever because they can buy their way out of it. Um, so yeah, I already have a, a problem with the movie. I like it because it's a a sweet story, and but I just wanted to see those two those two if they weren't particularly in the roles that they had. Like it's there's no grand romance about how lovely it is to be dating very fabulous. Like this is why I wanted to see this. This is what I want to see out of Red, White, and Royal Blue is have fun with that shit. Like you're literally. You have all of the um, the the benefits of being attached to those families, and none of the responsibilities. Neither of you have to stand up and give press conferences. Neither of you have to do anything but show up to charities and cut ribbons because you're literally like faceless people, and you're not happy. You're just not having fun with it. Like for fuck's sake. Anyway, that's why I had a thing. I want to see the same story, but so very boring people, like you know, one from the the side of town that's that's poor and the other from who's a really great theatrical person and they fall in love on the F train in New York. Like that'd be great. <laughs> that's the, the, a that's whole lovely. different movie. You yeah, should write that movie exists. And, I'm sure that and, exists. And it yeah. does. And the reason that this is, you know, is what it is, is because, you know, Shakespeare would tell you that this is a tragedy has to be about heightened things. We're talking about gods and kings and, you know, it, it's yeah. it's heightening it to the level where the things that could fail would be the entire American presidency and potentially the concept of the royal family. You know, these are the things that are at stake. Yeah. If only they'd played it like that. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't played enough. It, no. it, it wasn't played enough. And and I like the end, like after all of the, the hand wringing about Henry not being allowed to be gay, uh, and that's why he had to, frankly, be kind of fucking awful. Um, yeah. And got forgiven for that really, really quickly. But then when it kind of came down to it, he was just kind of like, oh, actually, no, nah, this is fine. 
there's a crowd outside, so I'm okay. <laughs> it just didn't feel earned. It didn't feel like the stakes were ever high enough uh, in the film to kind of justify um, the plot happening. Fair enough. Yeah. Except that they're such sweet boys and, you know, it's did nice. It, did anyone else find it strange that they were just so open about their communication, knowing for a fact that <laughs> they would have had been sat down from birth? Uh, well, especially the, the prince would have been sat down from birth going, Jesus Christ, don't put anything in writing. People are hacking <laughs> your communication devices. Um, did you do you not remember what happened to Charles and Camilla? Have you, have you not used a fake name? Uh, <laughs> it would be great. Like, dear Barry, uh, <laughs> I love thee more than anything else. You know that kind of thing. And you know, I, that was one of the ones where I was just like, as it was happening on the screen, and they were apart, and they were messaging each other and and writing each other lovely notes. I'm like, they're going to get fucked over by this. This mm. is so telegraphed. Yeah. yeah. I gotta say, I did enjoy the way that they uh, portrayed the text messaging and phone calls. I thought it was yeah. like really, you know, it's something I haven't seen yet. I loved it. Um, I love that it was enemies to friends to then like that was yeah. that was kind of sweet because the at best least trope. yeah yeah, but it was done over text <laughs> like yeah, I, but I it liked... was cute like the moment uh, on the bed where they're like talking to each other, but then mm. like the voice goes tinny like you're on the phone and yeah yeah I, really I thought. Clever. There were there were some really lovely moments like that, and I enjoyed them, and and I thought they were very smartly done. And then I got really frustrated when there are other moments where I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake! Like <laughs> there, there was a moment when they're in in France, and it was by far the shittiest green screen oh. I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, come on! And yeah, there was a point, also, yeah, the White House was a green screen too. They built it on a sound stage. They yeah. shot everything else in England, like yeah. Yes. And yeah. there was a couple of bits where they were doing like bits in front of like big, con like the the Democratic National Convention and stuff like that. And I was like, fuck, this looks cheap. <laughs> I was just like, fucking hell. Like, it's a movie. Because what do you want? <laughs> I, well, yeah, I know. But that's just it. Like, I, I feel like this sits in that, that weird spot between, like, where we're at with a lot of streaming films these days, where it's like it doesn't have the budget that it needs to to be, you know, fully big, you know, massive sets and, and all that kind of stuff. And so it does a lot of that but not all of it and then in some of it it doesn't quite get right so it feels like this half and half uh, they probably blew the budget on making about five cakes to do that scene they probably <laughs> blew the budget they probably blew, blew the budget on fucking rocket fuel for jeff bezos's dick rocket <laughs> that he shoots into space it's like no we haven't got enough money to make it look this way because we need to put all that into our satellite program Fuck. <clears throat> can i give you a little bit of trivia please please so Alex, or Alex is named after Alexander Hamilton. Ah. And uh, when they have their rendezvous in the Red Room, they're actually making out against the portrait of Alexander Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Oh, my. <laughs> so what are the other things that were spoilery that you wanted to talk about? Do we all have things that were, were deeply spoilery that we wanted to discuss? I want to talk about how if you're going to have like a secret hookup with a prince for the first time and you don't want anyone to know about it, why you wouldn't close the curtains in your hotel room? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like maybe 50 stories up? I don't know. 
Did like, you see me and us? It's like the curtains are just right. open, guys. Like, come on. I mean, they're just. Paparazzi. I feel like I feel like they're just uh-huh. playing exactly into the trope that all of the sons or daughters or children of like powerful people are absolute fucking morons, and the reason <laughs> that they always get into these scandals is because they're just too dumb to figure it out. Like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why like why would you go to a state function as a representative and get pissed? And then, <laughs> like the first point is like, why would you go there and get pissed? Like dumb boys in their early twenties. Yeah, are they? I don't know what like I don't know what age these guys were supposed to be. If it's supposed to be the early twenties, I'm like, yeah, they seem very switched on for early twenties because I don't I, I know a lot like a lot of early twenties people these days can't talk on the phone. So <laughs> Yeah, but they're also in privileged positions. So Sure, they'll have their mm. assistant talk on the phone. That's fine. Um yeah. I mean it does it does it does go to sort of great lengths to explain that, you know, Alex is the outgoing kind of happy in the camera spotlight kind of one and and you know, it's it's chalk and cheese, you know, it's kind of like it's it's very nice. It's it's sweet. Uh but <laughs> Yes, Clam, fill the plot holes with dumb boys. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, there's a big plot hole of it. Bring another dumb pretty boy. Put him in there. Just him in. Wallpaper it over with sexy. I will agree, though. I do. I did miss a lot of uh, interesting female characters in there just for, like, or interesting other characters whatsoever. It didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, it mm. just felt like really. Did love really Amy, used... the Secret Service woman. Yeah, yes. but she only got like. Right. She only got like. was neutralized. She only got like. Two good lines, and that was it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was kind of fun, but there wasn't any, I didn't feel like an ensemble. I just, it felt very much like That's this true. is focused on these two guys, and it, yeah. and they're making that I, whole film work for them. And, and and shout out to Uma Thurman for existing, but at the same I time, love fuck Uma that accent. In this. Oh, fucking leave her alone. I love Uma. <laughs> I love Uma. She's great. I thought she was wonderful in this. She, I, I, I liked her, but there were a few times I was like, where? What is that? What are I, you yeah, doing? I, I enjoyed the character. The accent was distracting, <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed the character. And and mm. you know, as obvious things aside, I enjoyed her performance in the character. But do you feel like this is something that you know maybe would have done better justice to the story and the characters as a series? Mm. Yeah, I could watch that. more of it. Because as a movie, it really does feel to me like a bit of a you know hallmark, you know, yeah. daytime movie. Uh, but I do see the potential in the characters. Um, Originally, it was a three-hour cut, and I'm like, "Where's uh, that version, please? I want more. I would have like, yeah, I, I agree. I would have looked at this more of a uh, Amazon TV series mm. rather than a a, a film." So early on, Julie, you said that it was a young adult novel. So is it aimed at that YA crowd sort of thing? I mean, I suppose so. Definitely not like, maybe not tweens, but like definitely people in their 20s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. Younger person's book. Although, (laughs) you know, as somebody who's an older woman. Still quite enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I was just intrigued by it because, like, I think of YA as being that kind of 
uh, I don't know, tweeny and angsty, tweeny, angsty, and perhaps yeah, you know you, you yeah. hit your fantasy stuff. You, yeah, you this is on maybe bone you, maybe a bit older than than young adult. It's, there's no angst. It's it's all very like oh you know we'll sort it out. It's cool. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think maybe if it was an adult like aimed hard at the adult audience, it may have gone a little harder at the things. But also, I haven't read the book yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. I really did enjoy the like giant casual stab taken at British or boys boarding school. So, oh yeah, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I have that question: Are you like, are you going to top or bottom? Well, simply a vast generalization, but sure. <laughs> I'm from a boarding school in England. What do you think? Wow! <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> I mean, it's kind of fair. I love that 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 sort of stuff was dealt with so directly too. About like or like throughout that whole film when it was like oh oh you're gay it's not like oh no you're gay it's more like oh great so you do this way this way are you having sex right like all this kind of stuff is just kind of like great nice <laughs> yes it's accepted we're just going to have those conversations this is what I do now and it's providing I think people who aren't familiar with that with more information to be like oh how should I react or this is a good way no to react silent letters yes yeah. no and yeah. and also I love that Alex was like no I haven't done that. I yeah. mean, there is sort of a, an assumption in so often the case that people go, oh, if you're bi, you're gay, whatever, then you are promiscuous or you are fucking everybody that moves. And for him to then kind of go, you know, oh, I hooked up with this person and I've, you know, done this, but I've not, I've not actually had sex. And you're like, all oh, right, okay, that, that's an to, important like, thing. destigmatize virginity and sexual relationships and and just say let's just have an honest conversation not everybody has experience or the same levels of experience but we don't need to like vilify someone for not being on the same level and we can just like be adults about it and say you know what that's cool if you want to participate in this I'll I'll hold your hand through it it's going to be yeah. fine we're yeah. going to both enjoy it you know yeah or and you, I, or you I mean, can just go I think the idea of of of, of you know um, shaming somebody for not having that that at, yeah, at the point yeah. where that may be a, about to happen is just exactly. like the the worst shit you the, could possibly do. Probably yeah. the most unsexy thing that could happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially in a very cringe moment where Henry's like, I think we should make love. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm glad that Alex like just really went for it and said, who the fuck says that? Because <laughs> I was like almost out of that film. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're going for enthusiastic consent, you kind of have to be fairly you're explicit. you to put all your cards on the mm -hmm. table. Not every yeah. gonna, Did it bug anyone a little bit that that first kiss was a little bit non-consensual? Sure, mm. but I mean, like, how... I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No. I wouldn't mind yeah. someone planning one on me, but I would have to like want it back too. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's a it's a tricky area. Yeah, the first feet, kiss is you always have to a... jump with both feet. <laughs> not that first not, kiss. Oh, not, so difficult. You know, because you're like, oh, do I? Who makes the first move? And I, I mean, there is something <laughs> sweet about saying, "Is it okay if I kiss you now?" Um, not everyone has the, the benefit same time. of going it, to a British fine boarding when you're school. You're going on they? a date with someone, but when you just don't know, and you just got to, and you're drunk, and you've got, you just put it out there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
very um, confusing. Modern sexual politics, Jesus Christ. Ah. So, uh, any any more any more things to say about uh, Red, White, and Royal Blue? Which is a very weird title, and I don't like it. They needed to do something else. It's too long. <laughs> you get over that. Yeah, yeah we'll get over it. <laughs> If anybody in the chat is at all curious, uh, I would definitely say read the book. There's there's more content in there. I think it might make the movie sit with you better if you get sounds, sounds maybe like a bit it. more of the background. I've actually heard a lot of people say that the movie is a really good introduction to the characters um, and then it'll give you the book that you can go through and go through a much deeper and more interesting story. So very yeah. rarely do people go, oh, no, watch the movie first, then read the book. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I probably would have been more on the side of you guys if I hadn't read the book first. It definitely sure. helped to already have the knowledge and just want to see it come to life kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I, I, I get the cringe. <laughs> it's cringe. It's cringe. The crunch. <laughs> and... and Peter, like you were saying, it, 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 if you have just watched, you know, season two of Heartstopper or something like that in quick succession with this, you get the two very similar, but at the same time, very different, um, you know, romances that, that have different ways of handling stuff. It's, it's, it's cut from the same cloth, but from very different pieces of fabric. I don't know. That, that didn't work at all. Just put it out there. If you're into very chaste, cute little relationships, then watch Heartstopper because you're not getting any action there. But (laughs) if you want something a little bit more adult, you can watch this one. Admittedly, Heartstopper has failed to go to Pound Town. You are correct. Uh, (laughs) I also don't want to. That is one of the things I love about it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, do not need to see the children going to Pound Town. No. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to find, you know, someone who falls in love with a computer game, go watch Gran Turismo. I saw it recently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, like I had a better time watching Red, White and Royal Blue. It's a little bit sweeter and more fun. Gran Turismo is just funny to watch. <laughs> David um, Harbour. Your just review plays is down, on the yeah. website. It is. It is. You can read oh. the review. It's it's a short one. Five minute. Read that. <laughs> Figure Skip out one through it. Yeah. Um, what are we right. doing next week? What are we doing oh, next okay. week? I've forgotten. It's a good question. Oh, Twisted I'm Metal. Glad I've memorized the schedule. Oh, yes. <laughs> Twisted Metal and then Deadlock. Wow. Two very. This is a we are, we a, are whiplashing all this over is the a, place. This is a month of like not not the same. <laughs> Three of these things are not are doing their own thing. Uh, a very niche Tasmanian comedy, and then a post-apocalyptic uh, Captain America. Um, <laughs> yes, sorry. based on the video game from nineteen ninety-seven. I know, Captain right? America and Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, by all accounts, that's fun though. Um, yeah, so you've got a, got a TV series and another t- two TV series to watch before the end of the month. And that's um, it. I'm also going to flag the, just from uh, my little uh, animate slash animation corner. Um, watch the Babylon Five animated film, and it's fucking great. Um, Are you sure though, Quinny? Because Babylon uh, yeah. Five is a huge pile of rubbish. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Is everybody watching season four of Harley Quinn? 
I have not been. Oh, I'm behind. Binge. I just I'm behind. Binge. Get on it. Oh, I okay. also started watching My Adventures with Superman, and that's very cute. It is very cute. I watched a couple of those, and I really like those. Um, just shout out to Tari, who says, uh, maybe I'll stop my current obsession of watching Stray Gods playthroughs and skim through this. So Stray Gods is a video game musical um, mm-hmm. that was made by um, Summerfall Games, who are based here in Australia. Uh, Liam Esler, who is based in Melbourne, who's a lovely dude who I've worked with before, is one of the main producers on it. Um, voice directed by uh, Joel from The Last of Us, featuring half the cast of Critical Role, with oh. music by Tripod. Oh! <laughs> it's oh, fucking okay. amazing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I might you're, have to get on to that You're taking obsession. numbers there. It's like, excellent. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Yeah, right now, the checks. Ah. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing with that? Yeah, um, some new subscribers or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, on Steam and PlayStation and at the moment I haven't gotten hold of it. But, yeah, it's nice. got um, Laura Bailey and uh, God, fuck, just a really huge and, cast. And, and God. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Johnson and a bunch of others. I love watching people play video games. So if you're going to play it, Queenie, I want to come and watch. Okay. I will, I will get hold of it and start checking it out because it is – um, I mean, I'm just super excited cool. because Liam's a really lovely, lovely guy um, who I mean, I've done we, a couple of like uh, great debates and stuff with. And um, Quinny, it's we, so we, cool to hear do, that they're doing something so big. What's that, sorry, Dave? We do have a Twitch channel in case you wanted to play it so that people could comment on it as you want <laughs> oh, to. Oh, wow. I, mean, I forgot that that's what this is for. Oh. <laughs> Oh no! How would you? What do a crazy that? concept! I'd come along to heckle. I mean, to participate. <laughs> okay, well, maybe oh. I'll go hunting and see if I can get it to actually work on my poor. If old anyone's keen for watching more Lego builds, I've got two sets that need building. Oh my Ooh. god, you do, don't you? <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do some uh, weekend stuff. I'm saving. I'm saving my pennies for the ghost Lego that's going to come oh, out no. soon. Oh no. Oh, this month is Ahsoka, isn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, that was um, television. God, save me from that fucking abomination that was called Secret Invasion. I didn't even finish it yet. What a giant yep. waste of time and money. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Bad. Oh, dear. Bad. Um, bad. Adsky's asking the question. The episode. Bad. Uh, I, I watched three and that was, yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'll get back to it. I forgot um, about the the last episode and I'm like, oh, I suppose you should finish it. I'm like, <laughs> why did I do that? Now I hate myself. Um, I was too busy watching Strange New Worlds and fucking loving it. Um, Strange New Worlds was great. So yes. Good. Um, so Adsky good. says, ask the question, was he Lenovo Danny? Um, so <laughs> Lenovo Daddy was was mentioned in the, the last great debate at PAX. No, that was a, gen, a, a gentle, lovely person called Ben Williams. Um, oh, who, oh, right. Yes. Yes. He's Lenovo Daddy uh, or Laptop Daddy. <laughs> he was um, He was Lenovo Daddy somewhere else. Now. Yes. And now he's working for um, Expertise Events. Yeah. Um, Actually, I went to... And I'm going to be doing that too. I... Uh, I saw uh, No Hard Feelings, that weird. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm. I did. It's interesting. Yeah. The premise <laughs> is terrible, but it's a quite a mm. funny film. Yeah, the trailers did not sell it for me. No. no. The, the... And then that article that Pete found, I was like, why didn't they market it that way? I, 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 I know. I would have watched it. Yeah. It's... Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I feel like I need to watch it having read that article to see if that article was an accurate representation or just somebody having a lot of hope. 
I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Maybe somebody projecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, look, so there's there's heaps of stuff out there and where we are consuming content yes. like it's going out of fashion, which it is, <laughs> because at the moment nobody's making new stuff. Um, no, I'm just so, waiting for the inevitable thing of like, oh, so what movies are coming out? Everyone's like, ah, tomorrow. <laughs> We I'm hoping that, that this means that some of the smaller films that have been, you know, um, sitting in quite a, you know, either not getting released or getting small releases can start being seen by more people. Yep. Wouldn't that be lovely? Are we all excited for the Blue Beetle this month? Yeah. I've been reading a very good reviews of it. Um, like it's people saying that it's it's a wonderful film for Latino representation. Um, but we will wait and see. Um, I'm I'm personally excited for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, uh, film when it finally fucking releases here in Australia. A solid month and a half of every, after everywhere else in the world. Why do they always fucking do that? That's my head in. Like, I know it's a thing that has to happen to match up with... No, it's not. No, yeah, it's, you're right, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not, no. <laughs> The industry has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> All praise the industry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no. Well, All right. thank you for everybody joining us if you've got any suggestions as to what we should be doing in September um, please uh, let us know if you have any suggestions of any other content non-review Quinny playing mm. games or Jill building Lego or, or otherwise let us know yeah. yeah and if you are going to Oz Comic Con in Sydney in September I will be there um, oh. which is very exciting <laughs> I will also be there Yay. Doing anything remotely interesting, just there. Oh, well, I, I will be there on a stage talking to <laughs> good, people. Good, yes, good. In, in a professional capacity. Oh, wonderful. 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 We'll see how. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll stay tuned. We'll, we'll have more information about that soon. But that's very all lovely and wonderful and exciting and sounds amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> so come and chat. Love you guys. Yeah, we're Thank back now. Let's get back into we're the swing back. of work thing. So we'll be here. But we'll see yes. you all uh, a bit later. Okay. Next week. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.